This is exactly right. Hi, I'm Erin Welsh. And I'm Erin Almond Updike, and we're the hosts of This Podcast Will Kill You on Exactly Right. We're back with our seventh season, which is bigger and better than ever. Because guess what? We're now a weekly show. This season, we're tackling everything from long COVID to norovirus, from the supplement industry to IVF, and so, so much more. New episodes drop every single Tuesday. Follow This Podcast Will Kill You wherever you get your podcasts. Scotty? Oh, Kurt, I'm ready. Give me one. Penguins, quote, mm-hmm. maybe aliens, after scientists discover chemical from Venus in their poo. Sure. That's yeah. very bananas. This is going to be a very bananas bananas. Guys, gals, and non-binary pals, welcome to Bananas. I'm Kurt Brownler. I am Banana Boy number two, Scotty Landis. Thank you for listening. We're so glad to have you. We hope everybody's very happy on this Tuesday or whenever day you listen to this. It's up to you. It's your world. Yeah, and remember, new show, t- Chicago, added to the mini tour. Go get tickets now. But before, but just, I want to get right into our guest. I'm very Get into excited. it. Me too. Uh, Don't you dare get anywhere near me. You can't talk yet. You can't talk yet. Sorry, go back. Sorry, I just sorry. But that's the sound of my entire life. (laughs) (laughs) You can't talk yet. Our guest no, hush, today. I'm, I'm not Let even here. Pretend like you did a beautiful hear that. intro. Yeah, yeah, first. yeah. Shh, I'm hide. <laughs> Our guest today is not only listen to this. Our guest okay. today is not only a brilliant stand-up. True. She is also a stupendous actor and Very a horrifyingly good, good writer. Incredible. She impressed you in the fantastically funny Netflix series Living With Yourself starring opposite yes. Paul Rudd. She's in the goddamn new Home Alone movie. What the fuck? Huge. Coming out soon. But most importantly, she's the creator and writer and star of the heartbreakingly funny and moving This Way Up, both seasons currently available on Hulu in the States mm-hmm. and on Channel 4 in the UK. Lay dudes and gentle thems, please welcome a woman I last saw at my house taking people's crotch temperatures, Ashley. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, if there isn't a way to get in a bit of celebrity scandal at the end there, Kurt, <laughs> you really did me a dirty, as they say over here sometimes. You absolutely did me a dirty at the end of that one, Kurt. Did me a right dirty. That's not yes. not untrue, but it was my crotch temperature thermometer she was using. So, yes, I set you true, up for that true. one. You apps, and now and now the whole taking people's temperature has really taken off. Yeah, since that party. Yeah, makes you wonder. Um, <laughs> it was really an old bit I used. It was an old bit I used to do where I, I have like a laser thermometer. So Ashley was nowhere near anyone's crotch for meat. No. Yeah. 
from across the room shooting lasers at people's. It wasn't that consensual. I was definitely going up to people and going, sorry, this is Kurt's meet thermometer and he tests the temperature of people's crotches. Can I do yours? Oh, I'm already doing it. So I wouldn't say it was totally consensual if I'm brutally honest. That's all right. Once old Party B comes out, the enthusiasm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I love Party B. I'm so happy to see you. (laughs) Thank you for being on. I know. Bloody hell, Kurt. The last time I saw you, you were so short and we had brown hair and you sound like um, Kristen Schaal. Oh, no, that was Kristen. That oh, was, yeah. yeah. Oh, right. <laughs> oh. I, sometimes you two are just the same. The same person. They look yeah. remarkably similar. Yeah. Very similar look. Very similar voice. The just yeah. two peas in a pod. I remember that was Kurt's. I'm not sure, Scotty, if you were invited, but that was Kurt's Christmas do. In I think the winter of 2018 And I thought to myself Oh my god That was kind of a bad year man Mm. I cannot wait to put that year behind me No it was 2019 And I start the year 2020 Breathe it in boys This one's gonna be different Yeah they keep getting better Each year better than the last Let's see what tomorrow brings Oh yeah that was the last part What I've learned is don't hope Don't ever (laughs) ever hope Um, Hope is is the thief of joy. (laughs) Mm. Yeah, it's the hope that kills you in the end. You know. Um, Yeah, that was that was a good. Was that even the last party I went to? Hardly, but still, you know. Yep. What's this about penguins, then, guys? What's this about bloody penguins being aliens? I'll tell. I'll tell you. Is there nothing sacred left? There's nope. nothing sacred left. That that title was it was a bit of uh, exaggeration. Like that bait? was from the Daily Star. We're not going to take the news uh-huh. from the Daily Star, okay? We're going to take it from the Science Times, which I've never heard of either. Fake um, news. <laughs> <laughs> My crystal healer told tells me that that's a shit magazine. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, this was sent in by BK Thor on Instagram. Thank you, Thank BK. Thank you. Uh, this was written by Marie Morales on September oh, she's good. 13th, 2020. She's really good. She's a great, great penguin journalist. I'd say she's best in the biz. Best in the biz. Here it is. This is the this is the the more chilled out titles. Penguin feces containing element usually found on Venus discovered. So I am not okay. gonna report. Oh my god, the Daily Star was the first one to report on this. Anyway, I'm not gonna read the whole thing. Basically, okay. here's what it is. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Someone from a cart in one of your witty ways. Phosphine is the element, and it is found only in penguin shit and badger shit and Venus. Okay. All right. Okay, so we've we've got a case here. They know each other somehow, the badgers and the penguins, but how? Okay. And... It's created by some, like you know, like a, it's a some bacteria in their shit creates the phosphine. But the it's not that uh, penguins were on Venus, or maybe it is. But it, they, I think it's so. the actual. Opposite. Don't be so small minded, Chris. Yeah, so open it up. I can keep it open. <laughs> yeah, it's more <laughs> that they think the phosphine in the atmosphere of Venus means that there are animals on Venus. Now the question is, oh. are they like penguins in some way? Is the question. Like, don't bring Muhammad to the mountain, bring the mountain to Muhammad. Do the penguins go chicken and egg except penguins and Venus? Yeah, exactly. You know, which which arrived first and shat. Yeah. 
But that's a great movie. That's a Pixar movie. Take a badger and a penguin and then launch them to Venus. That's a great and see what happens. Yeah. I would it's love a that buddy movie. it's a buddy movie. They don't get along at first. <laughs> yeah, it's the new Milo and Otis, but like way less animal torture. That's like a really good idea. Hey, why don't you walk normally? Like me, a badger. This is the only way I know how to walk. Yeah. It's taken us ages to get anywhere. You can barely fit in the tunnel I've made for us. That is, there are the two animals that walk the funniest, a badger and a penguin. Do you think they accidentally, they were like short-sighted from afar. They were like, oh, look, another badger. And the penguin thought, oh, look, another penguin. And then they got up close and they were like, oh, shit, we're just the same color. Yeah. We've nothing got to do with each other. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. And I, uh... Do they say this is because it's what they eat? This is to say because they live in Antarctica? What is there any explanation at all, or are they no. just checking out penguin crap? They don't know. They don't know why, um, but oh. they do know that phosphine, they, it seems to only be a biological, you know, off-gassing. And so that's what's... Does it only thing. come from poo-poo? It could be. It could be that Venus is full of shit. That could be. Yep. The- <laughs> <laughs> that's what she said to her. That's what her therapist said to her. Um what what does uh, what else does phosphine come from? I say like your uh, Mar- Marie uh, was a Margulies in the Science Times. It's literally what else can we get phosphine from? It's only Gentoo penguin shit and badgers. That's where they find it Incredible. in America. So there's Incredible. no other place that gas comes out of. I just referred to the Earth as America. FYI. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Oh my God, Kurt! They've got you. They yeah. finally got you. They got you. It only took a million lockdowns and two years, but they got you, buddy. Broke his brain. America, aka everywhere, uh, says uh, that we don't know. So we don't know. Do they have penguins in Ireland? Uh, they do in Dublin Zoo. Uh, they have a couple of the lads there flapping about in the rain. That's it. Um, yes, I don't think penguins would be native to Ireland. Though there is a dolphin in the south of Kerry called Fungi. And, and you know about fungi. Fungi. Oh, he's disappeared. Oh. Poor Fungi. Then he disappeared and everyone's like, mm, well, he's already dead because he's Fungi. And that would mean that there's no hope left at all. So we wonder where he's gone <laughs> after 20, 30 years. Hopefully he just went away. Yeah. Went for a vacation. Yeah. Just, um, you know, everyone needs a bit of like, you know, R&R. Is that R&R? Rest yeah. and research. Yeah. No, every now and again. <laughs> but he's been replaced. He's been replaced by uh, Wally what? the Walrus. Yeah. No. Yeah, in yes. Ireland. He's yeah. irreplaceable. Well. It's just like as a stand-in, yeah. you know, like maternity leave or something. It's something else to pay attention to. Wally's been sinking. Or like boats. when you were on tour and someone else helps host with Kristen. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay, that makes sense. But he's, you know, he's coming back, right? <laughs> Still going to host Hot Tub. <laughs> Wow! Yeah, I like that's it. That's incredible. It's um, it's weird, like the things that we hope for as humans. Like mm-hmm. we we think, oh my god, that could mean there's animals on Venus. That's right. And we get so obsessed with that. You're like, lads, there are so many problems down here that even if, for example, there was like um, a, a sentient animal who had loads of computers and all sorts and yes. lived in Venus and was slowly making houses that humans could live in. We'll all be, we'll all have killed ourselves down here from all of our aerosols and meat and crap before we even get to there. But like, we're like, oh my God, then maybe we could live there. There's no, we is not, that's not happening, lads. That's not us. It's not us, guys. It's whatever, you know, little beetles are left at the end. They might be like, maybe I have a girl, you know, but they're they're, (laughs) not not coming for us. 
So does it, not that it doesn't matter, but does it matter? <laughs> we do like to do that. It's true. And it's also like sometimes you're wondering about scientists. You're like, I guess that leads to bigger discoveries and that's why they're going for it. And maybe one day they find the cure for cancer and badger shit. But it is, mm. I think, I'm like, there's other problems we could be tackling right now instead of just being like, ooh, how gassy are these penguins? What's going on <laughs> yes. with these guys? Also, I do love the things they, that I'm less interested in phosphine and more interested in the coffee that you can get from weasels. You know, you can get like coffees from weasels poo. Mm-hmm. And that to me is is a bigger discovery than phosphine and that there could be animals on Venus. I'm like, yeah, great. I hope they have a great time. Do you know that some of our coffee weasels shit out their ass? And, and bats, too. I think bats shit out some coffees as well. Some delicious Smart. coffees. Good time. Mm, that Trust must bats. be unpopular at the moment, surely. Yeah. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Trust well, I bet there are stockpiles in, the, in that and the Corona beer warehouse. They're just like, we just can't shift the stock. <laughs> um, For some reason. Scotty, do you have another one for us? I do. Ashling, when I heard you were coming on, I was like, I'm going to get an Irish news story. I have to find Woo-hoo! one. And that day, one of our listeners that we call Bananimals sent me something from the irishnews.com. And Thank just you. and typically, the story takes place in Toronto. So very sorry, but it was in irishnews.com. It was sent in by Devin D.K. Allward or Devin D. Callward. Not sure. No writer. The Irish News, they don't care. We'll go with the Irish News staff. Oh. There's no writer for the article. <laughs> no. It just appeared on irishnews.com. It's the same guy who writes all those quotes for Instagram, just anonymous. You know, oh. Hey, follow the road you're meant for. Also, That's here's right. an article in the news. <laughs> here's one. And uh, it's a crime story. We like, we like dumb crimes in, on this podcast. Yeah. Man. Man charged with breaking and entering is caught after leaving photocopy of his face. So, a poli- <laughs> the yeah. police were searching for a man they believe made a photocopy of his own face and left it behind <laughs> after breaking into a building, uh, and they have made an arrest. Officers <laughs> in Toronto have been searching since August 23rd for a man they said broke into a commercial property, ate some food, photocopied his face, and left. Handily, the police investigating the crime... <laughs> found the photocopy of the man's own face that he left uh, as a printout <laughs> on the property. Now, police have charged the man, Gary Samuel Samuel Lambie, or Lamb of Toronto. Gary Lambie? And, <laughs> and he was arrested on an unrelated... Ma- so he, he got arrested for something else, <laughs> but they already had his mugshot that he made, a nice black and white photocopy so of his own face. The photo is so good on the website. <laughs> it's basically... Funny. It's not as if he like smashed his face on it. It's more yeah. like he looked down, opened the door, pushed it. Oh. So it's just kind of like a light, ghostly oh. image of him. He's wearing a cap, but it's exactly you could pick this guy out from twenty <laughs> yards away. Lamb. It, it doesn't bode well that like it, they took him a while to find it. Yes. You know that sometimes you go in, you like do a police report, you take a description, you're like, how are we going to find him from this exact photocopy? Yes. of his face. It's but also, so think about the psychology of a person who's like, oh, what is this? <laughs> like, never seen a photocopier before? I'll open it up. What are all these buttons? <laughs> and then just never this look This is revealing how many uh, office jobs or photocopying of flyers you've had to do, Kurt. Because yeah. like, oh my God, do you not even know what a microphone stand is? <laughs> what next? <laughs> Maybe he works in a different industry than one with photocopying. Maybe he's a handwriter mm. or a handwriter. You know, he's got... 
yeah, maybe he's just one of those people who just likes to handwrite things, you know. Um, With the occasional breaking and entering. And sometimes when he gets hungry, he just breaks into commercial properties and starts challenging. Yeah, do it. Oh, my God. Hunger is awful, guys. Do it. Break in. Photocopy your face just to pass the time between digestion and... You got... Yeah, just just something. Build meaning for yourself. Can I just say, though, I am... I remember when I was about, I'd say seven, and it was a perfect crime. I really wanted to write because I'm like, oh, was he like, I'll photocopy my face. And people will think no one could have done that. So they won't think it was me. Like they'll that'll just be someone <laughs> right. else. It's so stupid that Nobody maybe would people do would think that I couldn't possibly Yeah, this dumb. And I remember <laughs> when I was a kid, I really wanted to write my name on, you know, around the edge of the door frame, the wooden bit. I knew I'd get in trouble, but I was like, Oh god, I just really want to write my name on the door frame. Natural. Oh! Natural. And I just learned to write. And I was like, No, I won't write my name. I'll write Sinead, my sister's name. Smart. So then mommy will think it's Sinead. And then I was like, no, I'll write my name because I, no one would be dumb enough to write their own name. Oh. And oh. then Mammy will know that it was Sinead had wrote my name to frame me. Wow. <laughs> and so I wrote my name, had a great time. And then Mammy was like, oh, Sinead. And I was like, Sinead did it. And she's like, Sinead doesn't know how to write. I was like, God damn it. The one thing. But- <laughs> I love that that was the idea was to put her name. <laughs> Yeah, because I was like, oh, so Sinead would be like, right, Sinead. I'm like, nah, 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 that's too dumb. That's too obvious. So I went back to full circle. And I remember being like, god damn, Sinead can't write Sinead. Pretty sophisticated <laughs> thinking for a seven-year-old, though. You were weighing a lot of options. You were going down a lot of mental paths and outcomes. Yeah. Really good. I recently yeah. had the same, uh, similar thing happen with Olive and Gus. On the wall, one day we just look over on the wall a, there's a huge circle with then a bunch of little circles inside the big circle and just like just really drawn on the wall. Okay. And it's right at Olive's height. And uh, we bring Olive over and we're like, did you do this? And she was, she like looks at it genuinely like, no, huh. no, I didn't do this. <laughs> and it's like really genuine. It's at perfect her height. And then we bring Gus over and Gus would have to go on his tippy toes and like use his and like just reach up there. Reaching for the and stars. And also, Gus can't draw a circle. Uh, no. And she's like, this must be Gus. And we're like, <laughs> are you sure? Because it's like, it's right at your level. And and I don't think Gus can draw a circle. She's like, but look at these. These wheels? I don't know how to draw wheels. And we're like, how do you know they're wheels? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. All of you are so close. You're getting away with it, Almost too. Did it. <laughs> See, when I think of Olive now, I think of her a little me, like a sort of latent genius that's going to come into her own nature in life at some point. I feel like that's very clever. It's manipulative. It's exactly the type of woman I want to see more of in this industry. (laughs) Yes, Olive. Cannot wait to meet you as a teen in jail. Yeah, that's <laughs> right. In jail. She almost got. That's like the classic <laughs> cop show thing, yes. though. It's like, yeah. And they they were stabbed to death. We just one say more that thing. there was. A How did you know they were wheels? They <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> did say that to her. How do you know they're wheels? She's like, look at them. <laughs> Absolutely perfect response. Well, you do the math. They're there. <laughs> 
When I was a little guy, I, a friend of mine, my buddy Charles, uh, his dad ran his own company, and in their basement, they had a photocopier machine, and when mm-hmm. we were little guys, like, I don't know, 10, 11, 12, one of the things we liked to do when he would have us spend the night is we'd bring all of our stickers over, so like skateboarding companies, or bands, or even bands we didn't like, like Grateful Dead yeah. Skulls, because they looked cool, and we'd put them all down, and we'd make copies of them as like a collage, and call them posters, and then we'd hang these black and white posters up, and <laughs> We would do this until 1 a.m. Oh. It was so fun to make these posts. We'd hand them out to kids in school. It was so fun. So then the next time we went over, you know, weeks later, we had discovered that you could sit on it and make copies of your butt. And the whole time, his younger brother, Daniel, who was probably six or seven or so, was like watching us make posters, hanging out with the older kids, watching us scan our butt, hanging out with the older kids. And then, like months later, I go over and Charles is like, I found my dad's playboys and we were like oh my god so then we're making stickers and photocopies of perfectly visible clear colorful uh playmate photos and we're making really crappy gray black white (laughs) copies so you were the reason hugh hefner is so broke right now that's right This was pirate. This was original pirating. Pirate, original pirate porn. We were porn pirates back before it was cool (laughs) and before we were 12. So we were doing this, and but we were so nervous. We were like good little kids, so we would like destroy them instantly, like crumple them up and cut them up and throw away the the little photo. Oh, really? That's so funny. Like just the act of making them was the exciting part, and then you would destroy them. You wouldn't you take them home or anything. No, and then we were like (laughs) so nervous that we would like see what order the different playboys were in. So we would be like, this woman was on the first one, and then the second one down was this woman, the third one down was this one. That's so Janine. She was ninety five. Yeah. <laughs> so it was Mary so... Beth loves exactly. Polo. Yeah. So that last time we were doing the Playboy ones, we like put them back. We go upstairs. We go up to the bedroom. We fall asleep, and in the morning we come downstairs, and his mother's waiting in the kitchen for us, and there is a photocopy on the kitchen table. And she goes, do you guys need to explain yourself? And I look at it, and it is a butt, uh, the hint of a testicle, uh, and then the top half of a naked woman on one photocopy. And the younger brother had seen us doing it and to be extra cool with the cool, the big guys, sat on it with the Playboy and scanned his butt and the naked woman. It was the most disturbing bowl of cereal I've ever oh, no, eaten and in you're sort of like, oh no, and, and even you telling this as an adult, you're like, oh no, am I a pedophile now? Yeah. Is this making a pedophile? Am I a kid's butt beside a playboy? Yes, and it was like, <laughs> explain yourselves. And I'm looking at this thing and it would defied all logic. It was not normal. <laughs> it was a little boy's butt and a playmate's <laughs> breast. And and she was like, you guys are never allowed to go in your father's office again. The, the little brother was just crying upstairs because he knew he had been busted, but he had forgotten to destroy it. So his thing was like, his little crime was... I'm gonna photograph oh, my butt. Love that he just combined it all. It was just like yes. man. He just smashed the things together and was like, "This is cool, right?" Yes. Yeah. Dead made something so my butt boobs. What's not to love? <laughs> <laughs> they have everything else on the shelves. Yeah, exactly. Boys, I found your cover. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't talked oh to this guy in 25 I years. I hope he doesn't have some weird kink now later in life. But yeah, it was <laughs> it was just a, an image of a horror movie right in front of you as soon as you saw it. Oh, God. <laughs> it was so fun. <laughs> 
sounds so cute when you say it as a child's one. Mm-hmm. The hint of a testicle. <laughs> That's right. Uh, Gertie te- B, you going to tease us into a break? I'll tease us into a break oh. here, guys. Uh, just like that lazy tease, that butt onto the photocopy <laughs> machine. <laughs> it's just, it's an update. Remember ba- way back when, when that, that candy man yes. was offering a treasure hunt to, for the golden ticket mm. so that you could inherit his uh, Ashley, candy you factory. Hear about this. It's amazing. Well, a man in Colorado has found the golden ticket and now owns a candy factory. Incredible. We'll get back into it right after this. Oh, wait, no. I thought this was like a Candyman thing. As in like, you know, oh, like the movie. Ah, I'll get you. No, this yeah. is a real candy. No, man. this is a, a sweet shop person. Yeah, sweet shop person. Hit a golden ticket. <laughs> a sweet factory person. A sweet factory owner. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, Kurt, that's not a story. That's um, that's an old movie and mm-hmm. a based on a book by Roald Dahl. Mm-hmm. Oh. You've that's you've read you what you what you've done is not read the news. That's Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. Oh. oh, is that why this is a book and not my computer? We are back. Uh, do we have any shout-outs before we get back into it, Scotty? The only one, and people have been asking, Ashling, I'm doing a thing called Door to Shore where I'm walking out the front door of my house, walking across Los Angeles and into the ocean about 15 <gasps> and a half miles. Kurt's going to join me for most of it, and I'm doing it for charity for Cast LA, which is a, a supports victims of human trafficking who have been oh my God. recovered, and it helps them yeah. with therapy and housing. So mm-hmm. I had Amazing. to push it from September 1st because I had jury duty for a very long time to October 1st. So everybody who's asking and donating, thank you so much. I am doing it October 1st. I will be live streaming it as much as I can on The Bananas podcast on Instagram. And that's it. And thank you. We're over. We're almost at $12,000. Thank you, everybody <gasps> who donated. Whoa! It's beautiful. That so door to shore, well October done. 1st. We'll see you then. Thanks for the support. Door to shore, folks. I thought I had a shout out here, but I now cannot find it. Oh, we do. You know, we do have the first. I'll do this shout out. We do have the first um, best in the biz tattoos. Oh um, yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. There go on. Multiple people that it was uh, at Trusty Chords twenty five and at Skate Bush. Uh, <laughs> ah, great. great work at skate.bush um, awesome they're beautiful they're a banana it says the best in the biz they both got one and Fantastic. Uh, guys we love you uh, if you ever come to see us live you let free us free beers and I'm buying you free beers free beers and you get in free um, absolutely that's for those people only I don't so know so that means that their life changing decision to brand themselves with your podcast will cost you guys about 10 Dollars. That's right. Well done. Yeah. <laughs> well, hope, 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 hope you're all satisfied with your life-changing, permanent branding of the podcast. Ashling, <laughs> right. This Way Up is absolutely amazing. Very special. It's so good. Oh, have you watched the second series yet? I have not. I'm still on the first series. I'm very oh. excited to get into the second series. 
Um, how okay. like from the difference between the two? What did you like? Do you hate it or something? Ash? Like that favorite? was a very interesting response. Series two. Oh no! It's you know what it is, and thank you so much for talking about it. It's so uh, obviously have a bigger profile in the UK, but we don't have a big marketing budget for the show. We don't have loads of money that suddenly like sure. you'll see like like a load of adverts or like things popping up. But when you're trying to Google, you know, Irish Dolphin, where is he now? Yeah. An, an advert from my show will kind of go up in your <laughs> algorithms. So genuinely, to, and you know what this is like, Kurt, like when you're trying to push something yourself, like stand up is a very solo job and it's oh, yeah. pretty much a one man machine, my show. Um, uh, in terms of like from start to finish, writing it to selling it and pushing it and doing all the press and stuff like that. So every time someone likes it or tweets about it or just gives it some word of mouth, I'm so proud of it. But it's it's t- like it's a long slog and making the second series during COVID was a really battering, battering oh, experience. I can't imagine. Um, I can't imagine. Yeah, I was really yeah, so and it was in January with the you know lockdowns here and Christmas have been cancelled and you're sort of trying to compensate for morale yeah. and trying not to take it personally that it's not like going to work is extremely fun and all you want to make for your crew especially yes is like a fun environment so even if if people don't like it on the other end which thankfully hasn't happened at least the journey won't have been awful yeah. but with COVID and everything it's just yeah it, it was such a weight. Uh, uh, all of it and you know everyone was it wasn't like the fun part of covid where it was like 2020 it was you know the kind of hope had been knocked the shit out of everyone so um so yeah so it's just been a it's been a real slog not from a creative point of view or the actual art with it being a wanker right itself but the actual process it's it's like you know doing all of this if like normally i'd be in la and we'd come and see each other and we'd all look at each other in the eyes and do our classic everyone makes out with each other thing and yeah check each um, other's crotch temperatures we can yeah exactly photocopy our asses besides (laughs) some porn we know know the things we know what normal is and this (laughs) this is not normal but like you know we're all recording these podcasts and even for the people listening they might get an opportunity to come and see one live or something like that or out in the street and they're really um those things do more for you physically and health-wise than you realize eye contact and touch and a little hug and humans are designed to be doing that yeah. and so stripping all these things away while it's absolutely lovely to see you guys it's not as it's like 10 percent lovely out of the possible 100 like That's sometimes right. when i go backstage and meet Kristen and, and kurt and we'd be doing a gig like it's my favorite place in the world to be it's backstage with a few other comedians yes nervous we're all nervous for some reason however many years into the business yeah. we're also a bit like no why why this job? energy of it yeah yeah yes. that energy and and you you absorb it and you're like oh that's what you, you do it for rather than the kind of zooms like after this i'll close my laptop just and cry. then go back to digging the body no sorry just covering over the i didn't mean to say digging the body can we edit that bit out yep we um, out of the garden in the front and um, yeah no yeah yeah definitely edit the bit about it. i said about the garden as well um <laughs> So, yeah, so that's the not trying to be negative, but like it's no. it, it is really lovely when people watch it or what. Yeah, it's just it's that an sort incredible of... show. It's our listeners mm-hmm. who haven't. It's on Hulu stateside. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I popped Both up. Seasons. It was recommended for me. So it was recommended on Hulu before I knew you were coming on Bananas and I dove in. And I think our listeners are going to love the show because it's extremely funny. But like Kurt said, it's very moving, very emotional. I will do no spoilers, but there's a scene with your the mother character, your mother, uh, in the mm-hmm. show that 
totally caught me off guard. I, I didn't see it coming. I thought you were going to have a combative relationship the entire time, as many sort of sitcoms and stuff do. And instead, you, you threw a twist in there, and I thought it was excellent. It caught me totally uh, off guard. I yeah. think so, what I like well about writing humans is I think what I think I've been um, – I'm sure maybe you've had this, Kurt. You know when you have to arrive and do three lines as an actor and you still have to expel <laughs> oh, yeah. the same amount of energy yeah. Oh, yeah. and you're not given much to work with. Yeah. I think writing my own show as an actor later in life rather than kind of like in my early 20s getting mm-hmm. a big deal like I wanted was that like I never took for granted that someone, especially with the second series and COVID and knowing people had to isolate and come out of lockdown to do to be on my show. Yeah. yeah. And what a genuine risk that was to their lives. <laughs> um is that you if someone has three or four lines, give them something else. Like there should be something else there with the character and that there should be some something to play with. And I think we we all want to box people into a narrative about like yep. the mother, the father, the sister, the brother, right. the cheater, the, the angel, the demon, the the mess, the 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 together one. Yeah. And especially with female characters, I fucking hate the mess versus together. Yeah. Right. Um and I and I kind of pushed, tried to push against that of like, just because you're unwell or you're single, that's not a mess. That's like, you're kind and you've got so much going for you and there's a nobility yes. in just getting through the day. And that's really why I wanted to kind of make the show and write the show. Um, and so, yeah, so that's really, that's like a big part of what I wanted to to write in places was just sort of do surprising things, but not in the sort of like big scale murder plot, right. plot twist. That's surprising yes. from a character point of view, because people do surprise you and we all want to know exactly who someone is. And I found it really interesting that um, there was a psychologist that said that the brain needs to calm itself down a beginning, middle and end to a story. Yes. And that we as humans find it really hard to handle like not knowing. So oh, why did we fight? Was I a bad person or was you a bad person? A or B? Let yeah, me know right. and then I can right. move on. Yeah. Right. But what about the mess of in between of yeah. where, well, actually you didn't call me first. Yeah, but you don't get my text. No. Oh, well then. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And, and, and all that mess. And the first series I wanted to write kind of comedy about loneliness and just to see if I could make it funny. Yes. And then the second series <laughs> is a lot more about communication. And it definitely got influenced by the, the pandemic of like when we miss each other and when we get each other. And other stars in this, just in case that anyone's like, well, loneliness, boring. Oh Sharon God, Horgan, Emmy nominated Sharon Horgan, recent Emmy Award winner, Tobias Menzies, yep. Prince Philip from The Crown, yep. Indira Varma from Game of Thrones, Kadif Kerwin from The Stranger on Netflix. Oh, all the stars. Filled with you. stars. But, um, Great show. All the stars. But yeah, so that's what I kind of wanted to explore because I find I'm like that quite a lot. I'm like, I like them. I don't like them. I like, and then every time I feel someone doesn't like me, I try to go and think of an enemy and think of why they're lovely <laughs> because I believe in karma. And I'm like, I hope right now the person I think hates me yes. is doing the exact same. Yes. Well, maybe she was just under a lot of pressure that day. And it's like my karma kind of like putting kind of 50p in a box to see if like someone else will put a bit of change into a box somewhere for me, you know? It pays off. It uh, comes well, back around. And that is, I, I think that um, that complexity of character is something that just, makes the show so human and so relatable and so fucking funny too yeah, just like show. the surprisingness mm. of it as well so uh, everyone go Thanks, and watch Kurt. it right now on hulu this way up. turn off this podcast <laughs> and go and watch it okay right keep now. listening keep, li- well, keep listening to the podcast oh yeah not at now the same sorry. Time. Yeah. at the same time <laughs> 
Yeah. Will you do a big now at the very end of this? And yes, then we will. will Turn on this way up. We'll do a you. countdown and get yeah. Hulu teed up. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you want to hear about Candyman? Love it. This is yes, great. yeah. Go on. This was written by. Uh, is, he wore a tall hat and had a limp as he walked towards the <laughs> gate. Kurt, this isn't news. <laughs> <laughs> this is Willy Wonka. Oh my God, this is so exciting because this is it written is. by Carson Gerber. Uh, oh, no. best in the freaking business from that the guy or gal from the Kokomo <laughs> Tribune. The Kokomo Tribune. Oh, I, okay. I've been to Kokomo. <laughs> this is uh, some people, a bunch of people sent this in, but Alicia Ann was the first I saw it from. This she is in rocks. Kokomo, Indiana. Uh, For over three months, a small necklace with a golden ticket attached lay buried in the ground at Highland Park waiting to be found. Andrew Moss, a 39-year-old father from Colorado, did just that. On August 29th, he walked into the park and dug up the ticket hidden beneath the Vermont-covered bridge. And with that, he became the new owner of a 4,000-square-foot candy factory in Florida. The find was a culmination of a year-long, nationwide, Willy yep. Wonka-inspired treasure hunt. That's for you, Ashling. That has 35,000 people, 35,000 people <gasps> solving riddles and then scouring the country for golden tickets hidden in every state. And we actually staked, a, like, three bananas to do this as well back in the mm-hmm. beginning of this Whoa. podcast. Um, they, I don't think one of them was uh, this man, Andrew Moss. Um, Maybe one of them was Slugworth. It was still worth it. Um, The National Scavenger Hunt was orchestrated by David, quote, Candyman Klein, who developed the world-famous Jelly Belly brand in 1976 and Mm -hmm. founded Candyman Kitchens. Last year, he and his partner, Stephanie 30 Acre, drove around the country hiding the tickets in every state. Yeah, and then creating four-line riddles leading hunters to the prize. 1,000 people were allowed to register for each state hunt, and the finder was awarded a $5,000 prize. Cool. We just got in the car and went... We do things really spontaneously. Spontaneously, 30 acres. Okay. Right. <laughs> I like spontaneously. It surprises you. It's a better pronunciation of that word. Sometimes when you're reading and you're alive, you know, the, the words come at you faster than your brain understands them. Absolutely. Oh, Kurt, you can't be expected to read and speak. <laughs> no. <laughs> say it as a seed, Kurt. Say it as a seed. So this was out there. Then this guy, Andrew Moss, came across the contest. Um, so they're like very excited about it. Moss said he did solve the riddle for the ticket in Kansas and was on his way to get it when another contestant beat him to it one no minute way. before he arrived. Wow. Then on Memorial Day weekend, the final riddle for the last ticket was released for everyone who had registered for the state hunts. It read, "These. this is a pretty difficult riddle, I think. Yeah. Here hey, it can is. you do it in an English accent, please? I know oh, what you want with an English, but just like give us something to work with here. Yeah. Don't have an instant idea <laughs> for a treasure die hard. We see witches nearby to stay in guard. Go solve and search as low as I can. I find a nut that walks on no foe. Sort of like a New Jersey Oliver Twist. I like it. A little I mean, Dickensian. did it sound like you were in Camden Town? <laughs> it sounded like there was someone outside my window here in London where I sit trying to tell me where a magic ticket was. There that was that accurate. That accurate. Um, um, tell me this and tell me no more. Yeah. Did they inherit $5,000 or a factory? 
So there was 50, 50 different, each state had its own uh, uh, thing. And so if you won the state ticket, you got five grand. Amazing. But then this was the nationwide one for the actual. Bloody hell. I yeah. love yeah. so much. So they gave out a lot of money. Good for them. Um, Do you think, though, that actually those people inherited a huge amount of debt and went bankrupt immediately yes. and it was all a trick? Mm-hmm. You know, here's a factory and a check, yeah. <laughs> an invoice, $750,000 to the debt. IRS. We've defaulted on all our loans. That's exactly right. Well, so, that's so cool. Yeah, so they found it. It was, you know, it, that that was the riddle. They, like, whittled it down to this town called Kokomo in Indiana. Because of the Beach Boys? Because of the Beach Boys, because of the line. The line You're is kidding. kind of, confri- it says, uh, don't have an instant idea. So it's like Kokomo. Uh, Get there fast and take it slow. That's where yes. we want to go. Yes. Way down in Kokomo. So it's yeah. like, take it slow, Never heard not an instant idea. That's a kind of um, tough I room. wonder, did they pick Kokomo because Coco is in the... Ooh. In the title, in chocolate, yeah. for a chocolate reason. I like that. The Candyman can, the Candyman can, because he mixes it with love. That's an. I really want to know. You know, I I watch lots of before and after TV shows. You got mm-hmm. to. I love absolutely them. love them. I follow them on Instagram, where it's like we took this rough door and painted it and varnished it. And I'm like, oh, just give me the after. Oh, let's see. <laughs> let's see that. On I want door. to. Let me see that the door. I want that TV show, but for meth addicts. We took this yeah, yeah. friendly couple and, and gave them meth teeth for back five in. years. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I wonder. I'd love to see in a year's time. If the people who inherited the business have ran it into the candy yes. ground, he's or just like gotten it. really like their teeth have fallen out. Oh, They're just like too much candy. <laughs> you know what happened? They they sold it already. Unfortunately, good, <gasps> smart. Did they? They sold it back to the guy who gave it to them. What? Because they have two kids and they didn't want to move to Florida. Smart move. They live in yeah. Colorado. Well, but there the you man go. already had given out his money. Yeah. Gave away his factory, then had to spend money yeah. buying a bath. Yes. I mean, That's you know, cool. they worked That's the it worst out. end to this film ever. It's like all the worst parts of humans. <laughs> That's the most like unromantic, I know. Yeah. nonsense, like not nice. Everything went wrong. That means. Yeah. Yeah. Things but also, why did worse. you go? Why did he try and find it if he didn't really want a candy factory? They're spontaneous. Well, that's the ultimate riddle, Kurt. <laughs> Spontaneously. <laughs> the, riddle, the real riddle is humanity. That's right. And capitalism. Why? Why do we mm-hmm. insist? Yeah. Last year, during the Great Quar, early, like April-ish, a bunch of my college buddies, who I hadn't talked to in years, uh, we mm-hmm. kind of started a, a Zoom where we would drink and catch up and just see how all, of, all the different cities and states were doing. And one mm-hmm. of my buddies, Brendan, joked about, do you think Kokomo is a real place? And then we went down, because of the Beach Boys song, and we went down mm-hmm. a wormhole and discovered that in Indiana, there is a place called Kokomo. And so I rented a car and drove out there during the Great Quar. Road, remember that, Kurt? I just yes. drove there, because I was like, from Los Angeles to, I mean, uh, I think... Classic door-to-shore behavior. Still out <laughs> exactly. Of that and I was like, let's... I can't be around people. Let's see what Kokomo, Indiana has to offer. It has everything from vape uh, stores. You can buy all the vaping equipment you want. They have a giant praying mantis at their subway. They have a giant steer called Old Ben, which was like a 5,000-pound steer that you could take a photo with. What's a steer? Uh, Like a bull. 
Oh, a bull. Like a a cattle, yeah. Type Why of. didn't you just say bull, Scotty? I don't know. That's <laughs> what they call it in Kokomo. <laughs> they take things fast, and then I got there very slowly. It was extremely cold. Uh, the mayor of Kokomo tweeted at me when I got back, just like, thank you so much for putting us on the map. I'm uh, like, hey, I didn't. I just came and saw it. And, oh, uh, I love that. We have listeners there, Kurt, in Kokomo. Oh, and, really? You know, go take... Go go take a picture with old Ben for us. We love old Ben. Have they any bars that are called or like any banks that are called Kokomo money, Kokomo problems? <laughs> no, but I think that should, should. be irrelevant. <laughs> and when things really go sideways, the three of us should get together and open that pub. Yeah. Kokomo money, yeah. Kokomo problems. <laughs> um, oh, my God. Big shout out to everyone in Kokomo. Yeah. Oh, not that they need any shout outs. I bet they've had enough shout outs now after all this drama. We need to find a new smaller town that <laughs> needs know. a bit of a something uh, about them. All right, give us yeah. one, give us two below. Two below Mississippi. We're coming for you. I think we um, got time for one more here. One more? Okay. Well, speaking of steer and bulls, we'll go with with other things animal related. Rideff underscore B or Ridoff underscore B sent this in. This was written by uh, Drew Olinoff for BillyPen.com. Kurt, aren't you always on BillyPen.com? You kidding me? It is my desktop. It just yeah. constantly replaces whatever <laughs> Billy Penn is doing. Ashling texted me about BillyPen.com years ago, and you were right. Really I good. I did, website. but I, I was actually about the website BillyPenis.com, and I misspelled it. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Well, I found that one.com. Yeah, yeah, that's why. <laughs> I was wondering why you were just so positive when you replied, but okay. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Um, so this is a little bit of a story. This is more like a blog post, not just a mm-hmm. news story. And at Yoda on, I guess, Twitter was posting this. That is Drew Olinoff, the writer of this blog post. So this is a saga. Hold on to your butt cheeks. I moved back from Philadelphia about four years ago. I never saw myself as a, quote, suburb dweller, end quote. But during lockdown, it became obvious that living in South Philly was not in the cards for me much longer. We needed space. We needed land, a place for our dogs to run, fewer neighbors. So August 2020, we make the move. Uh, I'm not going to give our exact location, but we're close to Valley Forge. We have an acre. We have 20 trees. It's been interesting to say the least. And then yesterday happened. Oh, Shit. What is oh it? my. Yesterday what happened. Shit. Oof. <sighs> we bought an old, old house, like over 100 years old. Tons of work needs to get done. But over the past week, we've had three crews working tons of hours. HVAC, electric, bathroom remodeling. They are awesome. I am so excited. I have no idea what's going to happen. This I, just sounds like someone who's definitely a suburban person bragging. Yeah. 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 Check this shit out. Right. Um, so the electricians got started super early. And while cracking on the work in the attic, one of our electricians comes downstairs as if he's seen a ghost. Did he see a ghost? Quote, so um, you have a, a raccoon in your attic. And well, he's... um. He's eating king crab legs, <laughs> and he hissed at me, and he's built quite a nest up there. It's fucking nice up there. So my wife, April, and I started asking questions, but need, but I needed to jump into action. A raccoon in our attic, and he's stuck eating crab legs. Rightfully so. This is very weird. So as one does, I took to Yo- uh, Twitter, at Yoda is this guy's handle, which is incredible. He got at yeah. Yoda. That seems like yeah. a Early Twitter guy. Yeah. Early Twitter guy. Um, So I took to Twitter to share 
whoever gave a crap about what was hap- uh, happening. And it turns out a lot of people were interested in King Crab Legs. <laughs> king Crab Legs, as in like the legs Seafood. of a king crab yeah. from the sea. From yes. Alaska. Oh my God. That you would eat in like a casino in Las Vegas or, you know. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was one of those things like the, 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 the steer that I was like, is this? What I think it is. <laughs> and I just didn't is. even think raccoons were fish people. You know, they just don't strike me as fish exactly. people. Exactly. Yes. So April, his partner, hops on the phones, repeating the phrase, quote, we have a raccoon in our attic. Can you please help us over and over? I'm laughing. The electricians are laughing. Our bathroom guy, Pat, comes in and we had to tell him what's going on. He immediately asked about the crab legs. <laughs> of course. It's the a raccoon in an attic is not surprising. It's the king crab legs that really separated out. Just building a nest, eating king crab legs in the middle of the countryside. Where the fuck did it get those from? He asked. We don't know. We don't eat king crab legs. The electrician. Oh my god. <laughs> the electrician <laughs> stayed out of the attic legs. for the rest of the day and worked on other rooms instead. But everyone who called us gave us the same answer. Can we set up a trap next week and just wait seven days to catch these raccoons? I guess that's protocol for capturing an attic raccoon. But we didn't have that kind of time. We needed our electric redone right away. And this delay would have just grounded us uh, with one three-prong outlet. I'm not saying we're living in a death trap, but let's just say I wake up in the middle of the night sometimes worrying I forgot to unplug our microwave. So, finally, April, the partner, gets a hold of a wildlife professional Chris was on his way. We dubbed him Critter Chris. So Critter Chris, uh, (laughs) meanwhile on Twitter, people are asking me to take photos and videos. No way I was going up into the attic. It was very nice of everyone to keep his company and offer support. But uh, everyone on Twitter apparently is a raccoon expert. (laughs) As time goes on, uh, Critter Chris goes up there. As time goes on, we start getting concerned that there could be babies and other raccoons up there. A real situation. (laughs) Ugh, there has to be some sort of supply chain for the king crab legs. There's not just one raccoon getting king crab legs and coming back. Somebody's bringing the king crab legs over. Yes. So yeah, and it's a raccoon. Right. It looks a bit like a small man, so he can like get away with going into the restaurant for them. He's a sea no, cat. That's a twist. He has his own boat. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> yeah. It's Critter Chris. It's Critter Chris. Yeah, Yeah. Critter Chris. (laughs) It's an M. Night Shyamalan twist. Um, Critter Chris finally arrives, ready for war, wearing a gas mask. He has tons of tattoos. He has a raccoon trap. This This man was like Dog the Bounty Hunter, but for suburban critters. After 20 minutes, Chris comes downstairs empty-handed. He was shaking his head vigorously, and we immediately imagined the worst. It wasn't a raccoon family. It was two. So, okay. then there's an update days later, and this is my favorite part. At Yoda, Drew writes this. Okay, folks, here's the latest update. What a ride. It wasn't a raccoon. It was a possum. <laughs> so already, horrible. More importantly, it was not crab legs. It was some sort of flowering thing. Everyone is safe. Several hours of suspense based around a monster raccoon with a fortress built from crab legs. In the last 10 minutes, you find out it was actually just a possum with some flowers. 
Everyone can debate who the real monster in this story is. Well written, Drew Olinoff at BillyPen.com. Uh, do you think this is the sort of case that legal people will use when they say you can't trust a witness's memory mm-hmm. yes. on, on trial? That yes. they're like, Your Honor, what some people think is a is a is a <laughs> a raccoon with a crab leg in your attic. Other people will know for a fact to be a possum holding a flower. It's just how you look at the world. What That's do you it. remember? You know, humans paint their own stories depending on hunger. Maybe you right. like, oh, I love some crab legs. They were eating crab legs. Uh, oh my god, oh, I love that story. The so jumps. Much. It's but that ties back into what you were saying earlier. Humans love to create an over there story and explanation where we go. It's got to mm. be this instead of just dealing with what is actually happening right in, in front. front of them That's exactly right. oh god i love that but don't you just love picturing a raccoon in some abandoned house just going to town on i guess donated king crab legs in an <laughs> attic it's so beautiful I, it's, it's just line. sort of um and, and that they're families because it's a very easy dish to get a bucket of crab legs so yeah. it, it strikes me as two raccoon tired four raccoon tired parents who are like Oh, I can't cook again. I'm Not so <laughs> tired. Will we just get crab legs? Yeah, let them eat out of the bucket. Never mind forks and knives. Just let them eat it out with their hands. Um, <laughs> I'll draw oh, some man. butter. God. Ashling, thank you so much. We run out of time with you, but thank you. Tell us everything we need to plug. know. Plug, plug, this way plug up away. About oh, Home Alone. Plug my butt. Plug your um, butt. Uh, so, yes, uh, the new Home Alone movie called Home Sweet Home Alone is out, I think, November 13th. Great. And that's another show where it's it's made by Disney, so I don't think they have much of a marketing budget and it'll be really great. Yeah, they don't have any money. <laughs> <laughs> Disney's broke. They'll be fine. Um, so you'll hear about that, no doubt, in your algorithms. Uh, but if huh? you could watch the second series of my show, Absolutely. this well, watch the first series first, please on Hulu and if you like it tell all your friends and if you don't like it tell your enemies you know tell Critter Chris right. or whoever you don't enjoy or like um, and then they'll have to suffer through it but I would really appreciate it Aww. is there uh, hope Ashling of a series three for this show is there I don't know it was pretty okay. hard to make the second one so we'll see imagine. how we go yeah, I definitely need a little bit of a break for a while. The fact that you're writing every single episode too—that's just yeah. I write it all myself, and then I'm in it all myself. And I did Kick a lot ass. of the edit this time round and stuff like that. Um, and it just yeah, that's too, uh, there's a song over here which is like a garage song called like "Too Many Men, Too Many Many Men." Um, like and that's it. a song, <laughs> and I I feel like this one has too many jobs, too many many jobs. Yeah, too many hats. To wear. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so we'll see how the rest of the year goes. Well, just having a bit of a laugh. But fingers crossed for uh, season three. Thank you so much. And thank you, Scotty, for wearing your O'Neill T-shirt. I just spotted there as you leaned back. Oh, O'Neill! It looks like that looks like an Irish T-shirt, but I guess it's like Boston Chowder Company or something, is it? No, it's surf, a surf. I think it's a California surf company. surf company. But you know what? Okay. S- they came from Ireland. There aren't there weren't any O'Neills native to California, so they came from here. door to shore to That's surf right. company. Um, but anyways, guys, thank you so much. I've taken up well, enough of your thank time. Thank you. And the listeners. Thank you so much. Love you guys. Love mm-hmm. you but one of you I love more. Ooh, though. Goodbye. Bye. <laughs> bananas. Well, that has been Bananas. This has been an Exactly Right production. Produced and engineered by Katie Levine. Theme music by Kahan. And all of our artwork is done by Travis Millard. 
You can follow us on Instagram at The Bananas Podcast, where we post stories every day and things that we don't cover on the podcast. Listen, subscribe, and please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcast. And if you're interested in advertising on Bananas, please email us at thebananaspodcast at gmail.com. That's thebananaspodcast at gmail.com. 